Welcome to the As You Go Women's Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Community Church Podcast Network, where you can find other great resources such as Making History Parenting Podcast, Men's Leadership Network, Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, and more. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all of the things in their lives, like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and more. I'm Kathy, hosting alongside Kendall. Kendall, glad to have you back. Thanks for having me. Today, we are joined by the mother-daughter duo, Misty and Lexi Kate Woodford. Thank you both. Hello. Hello. We're so (laughs) glad you're here. Thank you for sitting with us and for being willing to share your journey with our listeners. Yeah. So Kathy and I both know uh, your story over the past year, um, but I'm sure there's some listeners out there who don't know. So would you guys um, tell us more about um, just y'all, your family, yourselves, your career, your schools, all those fun things? Sure. My name is Misty again, and I um, have the joy of being the mother of Lexi Kate, who is 15, and she also has a younger brother, Sam, who is 13, and um, was married to Jeff for 17 years. And we have lived in Middle Tennessee. Um, Now I've been here 21 years. And owned a construction company with Jeff and also have a real estate business. So I've kind of been in that industry for the last um, 20 years and stayed at home with the kids when they were little, um, raising them and just involved in the Franklin community in several different ways, primarily through the kids' school and volunteer organizations. Yeah, um, like my mom said, I'm like CK. I'm 15 and I'm a freshman in high school. I cheer for my school, and I've been involved in dance. It's just all those little things. I wish I had a job. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone out there is hiring, let Lexi us know. Kate is interested. <laughs> if you Lexi need someone to watch your children, we have a great babysitter. <laughs> yes, totally. Thank you guys again for being here. Um, we know that you guys just walked through a really significant loss in y'all's life. Um, can you share with us a little bit more about what you guys just walked through? Sure. So February 15th of um, 2021, Jeff went to the emergency room. Um, He had been diagnosed with COVID earlier the week before, so we knew we were dealing with that and just doing the at-home treatment, went to the hospital, was sent home the first day, went back to the hospital. Um, The following day, um, a week later, was on a ventilator, and we had kind of extended all of the treatment options that we could at our local hospital and made um, the choice to pursue higher level of treatment. And was, you know, honestly, part of our God journey. Um, The primary hospital locally said he was not a candidate for ECMO. I had done research on that and felt like that was his best chance of survival. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I posted on Facebook, if anyone knew of an ECMO facility within 500 miles of Nashville that had a bed available, um, I would like to talk to someone. And within 30 minutes, Jeff's next door neighbor growing up called me. He's the chief operating officer of um, Centennial Hospital. And he said, where is he? And I'm coming to get him. So we actually signed him out against medical advice from our local hospital and life flighted him um, to Centennial. Yeah. So uh, we actually got to see him life flighted, which was a terrifying experience, but also really cool and like a God moment. I remember just at that moment, we were all at our local hospital, and the community all came out. And then as he was going up in the sky, we were actually singing Waymaker, which was it's so one of my favorite songs. And I listen to it all the time. It was just a good reminder, and still today especially. And so, um, so he got to Centennial. He was on ECMO for 30 days, and obviously there was 
a risk with the ECMO treatment Mm -hmm. of blood clots. So March 17th, me and my brother had the privilege and the opportunity to go see my dad at Mm -hmm. Centennial, which again, was another God thing that's happened because normally, especially with COVID, they did not let um, family members see other family members that were Mm -hmm. in treatment for COVID unless it was like their final days. And my dad was actually doing very well. Um, But unfortunately, after spring break um, on March 22nd, my dad had an aneurysm in his brain and he passed away at Centennial, and then, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of the situation that was handed to us in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know you both are, you're still walking through this journey and this journey of grief, and you're coming up on a year pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Share with us a little bit about what that grief journey has been like for you and who the Lord has been in the midst of that? That's been the biggest blessing of the whole experience. I, you know, I think we get stuck in this, you know, Williamson County bubble. Um, and I've shared with many people, like I have never had a problem in my life that I could not personally fix. Mm -hmm. It's like Jeff and I both had great jobs. We had two very healthy kids. We had you know, it wasn't a perfect marriage, but it was a great marriage, you know, nothing that, you know, hour of counseling can get you through. And it's just, you know, even with my mom passing away in 2014, I had my family, I had that support system. So it was just, you know, this, I'm suddenly facing something like there, there's no textbook, like nowhere, (laughs) nowhere part of the plan was it being a widow and a single mom at 42. So just, knowing that I've truly faced the first time in my life that I have to depend on God mm. for everything. Yeah. And um, it was just really an answer to faith. It's like, how do people do this without that faith support system? And just, I mean, the first call there in the hospital is, you know, I called Jeff and I was like, do I have the kids come see him right now? Or do I let last week when he was super healthy and having conversations with him be their last memory? And, you know, Laura was at the hospital within 30 minutes, probably. And just people started surrounding us and walking through that journey of, do you need financial planners? Do you need, you know, help planning the service? Do you want, you know, people to do this? And I'm like, you know, things you don't even think about that people are just there to show up and do, and mm-hmm. I mean, it, it got to the point of like probably six months in, I'm like, okay, people have to quit bringing us food. I, I, I need to cook my own dinner. I need to, <laughs> yeah, I need to start doing normal things, um, in my life. But the journey, and I think the expectation is like, I'm just very motivated and, mm-hmm. um, productive person. And I like for things to go in an, you know, an uphill straight line and the grief journey is not that at all. You know, yeah. it's like three steps forward, two steps back, mm-hmm. a step forward, 17 steps back. And I want to circle a couple times. <laughs> yes. And, and no day is the same. And just getting to the point that you feel okay, like, okay, I could do this yesterday. I cannot do this today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having that support, you know, through my work, I mean, I didn't work, I don't know, probably three months mm-hmm. um, and had someone else just totally covering my business and helping us run Jeff's company. And, you know, so we had, till I had time to clearly think about what am I going to do? What do I want to do? Um, and that changes from day to day still is what I want to do, but we had those people surrounding us. Misty, as a mom, how do you 
care for your own grief or, or process your own grief while at the same time having two kids who are grieving. Well, and that's, you know, kind of the hardest part is like you feel like they need to see you be strong, mm-hmm. but yet then that gives them a false message of mm-hmm. you have to be strong. It's, you know, you don't need to live in this. And I mean, you all know Lexi Kate, you know, she was born 30 years old. So I think <laughs> our, our biggest struggle has been, I need you to be a grieving teenager. I don't need you to be my mom. I don't mm-hmm. need you to be your brother's yeah. mom. I don't, you know, I just need you to be you. And I think she would say that's probably been one of her biggest struggles not to live in the grief, but to take care of everyone else. But, you know, making sure, you know, it was like day one, we're all on, I mean, thankfully they already were in, you know, therapy, not that they had any crazy things going on in their life, but I'm a firm believer that everyone needs a good counselor. So I called Lexi Kate's therapist on the way to the school to tell the kids that Jeff had passed away. It was like, I need you available the rest of the afternoon. Like, I don't know what's about to go down, but I need you available. And, you know, she was there and walked through um, that with us and just, um, you know, getting myself in counseling and um, just having the people at the church. I think for me, it's like my mom, not that it was a distraction, I think, but like there were things that had to be done once my dad passed away because he owned a business, a, a big business, and there's legal things. But it was just like for me, it's like, I've had friends who have had to walk through their parents getting divorced, and that's horrible and awful. But it's it's like in that moment, I remember I was in the counselor's office, and I kind of knew what was happening just because I know my mom, and I texted her that day, and I knew in my heart something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think I lived in a little bit of guilting myself for that as if I could have stopped it. It's like I knew, I knew, I knew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but, I mean, I think for me the hardest part is um, accepting that, it's not my fault. Like, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. This isn't a punishment. And for me, they say there's like six, seven stages of grief. I can't recall them all on the top of my head. I've been through like 17 of them. (laughs) (laughs) um, Like, I I lived in the shock and denial part for the longest time. And I was just like on go mode. And then I would say maybe, like, this is so random, but, like, when I got my driver's license, it was kind of just the, like, my dad had taught me to drive. Mm -hmm. And then it was, I mean, I love you, Mom, but that was a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) But, But in all seriousness, like, it was, like, those little things that you don't expect that are supposed to be exciting, I just felt like they were taken away from me. The friend aspect is, like, well, what do you do when you're, dad dies and it's like how do I because I I'm always a person that like my mom said I want to handle it on my own I want to get through it just be like oh I had a hard week but it's fine you know that's my favorite Mm -hmm. phrase but it's like looking at my friends and being like I don't know how to tell you this but my dad passed away and I don't know what to do yeah and they don't know what to do either so we're all just like sitting there looking at each other like well like I love you (laughs) but it's like Really, the hardest thing for me is I'm a very live-by-the-rules person. And like my mom said, there's no textbook, there's no rule book, no test or class I could have taken, could have ever prepared me. It's like this is the stuff you see in movies, you know? And it's like happy ending, but it's just like there were points where I really was just like, God, what the heck, man? I've been faithful, you know, and it's 
I think it's just because I'm so young, and it's like, I'm a white girl living in Williamson County, which is the seventh richest county in the United States. Like, I've never experienced true struggle. And so when something like this happens, like, nothing has prepared me. And it's just like an unseen territory that's been really difficult to navigate. Nothing can prepare you for the loss of your dad. Yeah. I'm so I'm so thankful for your honesty. Yeah. I, I'm just <laughs> thinking right now that you're sharing many things that people are thinking and mm-hmm. super hopeful that that will incur- be encouraging to some for, to someone else who thinks that they're grieving wrong or there's a certain way to grieve and and there's not. Yeah. There's not. And even Misty the way you grieve and the way Lexi Kate that you grieve are going to look different. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I will say that has also been a realization is something in my brain, I don't know what, something illogical, not from God, <laughs> told me I had to show other people that I was strong because of it and mm-hmm. I was just growing as an individual yeah. now. And like, yes, I was sad, but God, like leading, it's like I knew God was using this experience for me to reach other people, but I think at first it was... I was putting the mask on, like, mm-hmm. oh, but this is just teaching me to trust God so much more, you know. In reality, it's like, like my mom was saying, like, that is setting such a false example for those people that are hurting and are doubting. Because in mm-hmm. reality, I was hurting, and I mm-hmm. doubted a lot, allowing myself the opportunity to be like, you're going to get mad and sad, but mm-hmm. the understanding that God is big enough to handle it. Like, I don't have to put on this show for God. Like, there were some times where I just, like, prayed, and I was just like, God, I really have no idea what you're doing because it is really making me so mad. Yeah. (laughs) But also, like my mom was saying, like, I've learned, like, the people I surround myself with because, like, I think everyone, especially going through middle school, trying to figure out who they are, Mm -hmm. I surrounded myself with people that maybe weren't didn't have my best interests at heart. And then it's like when this, when I'm presented with this challenge, it was hard and I lost friends, not because my dad died, but just because I realized the people who are truly there for me and are truly servants of the Lord and willing to serve me. And I've honestly like grown so much with them, but they also, like they're the most forgiving people. Like they hold Mm -hmm. me accountable, but they're also like, Lexi Kate, it's okay. Yeah because I don't tell myself that enough, (laughs) you know? And I'm so grateful for those people and my mentors, like, huge shout out to Miss Miranda, Miss Elise, (laughs) my mom, Miss Jennifer, and like all the amazing adult leaders I have in my life, but just, we are not created to go through things alone. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think like what you said is so beautiful because I think sometimes we have this like innate, ideology in our heads like we have to come to God like perfectly Mm -hmm. primmed to be in his presence and like no mess no uh, hurt no fear and anxiety in our hands when we come to him but he longs for us to just be like vulnerable like God I'm like pretty mad at you right now like I don't understand what's going on because I feel like that's when God comes in and he's like well let me tell you like how much I love you and how much I cast out fear and how much peace I can give. And if we don't come to him with those messy things, we're not giving him that space to show us 
his real and lasting peace. Um, and also like that community piece is so huge too. And Lexi, Kate, you've been just like so involved in all of our student stuff and Misty too. You guys are just like rock stars there every week. And, and we just love that like community aspect. That's the church, right? Coming together, supporting people, loving people. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you guys, I know you talked about it a little bit, but how have you guys felt the most loved, supported and encouraged throughout this time? For me, really, it's like people talk about like the love language thing and my yeah. la- love language, I guess, the little quiz said that <laughs> it was um, quality time. And I really do believe that it's like like the food and stuff like that's nice. But the people who truly take time out of their day to like come and sit mm-hmm. with me and just talk to me. And even if it's not talking, because sometimes I was just like, can you just come and sit with me? It's just that time was like so important to me like these people are taking time out of their day not just shooting me a text because out of obligation because these people love me and my friends would just come hang out with me and want to do stuff with me and I just felt so loved and carried and they would listen Mm -hmm. which I mean it was hard for me to be vulnerable but I felt so safe in that space like I remember the day after or the day of actually two of my friends I was like hey like I hadn't told them yet And I was like, hey, I need you to come over, please. They were there right after school, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just having those type of people in my life is what I like. I honestly, I mean, yes, we have God, and he can carry us through anything, but I believe he sent me them to help me Mm -hmm. go through this situation. It's one of the sweet ways that he provides for us and carries Mm us. Yeah. That's, you know, I would just say, you know, the people that just— followed through on what God prompted them to do. And it's like, and we're all guilty of, what do you need? What can I do for you? And like somebody throws a grease, like they have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I tell people, like if I had a list of things that I knew I needed, I would give it to you. I don't even know what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I need today. I don't need, know what I need tomorrow. So for me, the most thing, amazing thing was just watching people show up and do the things and like not even ask me, can I do this for you? They would just you know, do it. Like people would text me and be like, house cleaner to be at your house at one thirty tomorrow. You know, like, yeah. Cause often we would say, no, it's okay. Yeah, like, no, don't worry. Cause I would think about getting the dogs put up or getting the house straightened <laughs> up so somebody could clean my house. And, you right. know, they're like, no, this is coming. And, you know, people come and do the landscaping at the house. And I had a friend, um, like bought us this device that goes in the swimming pool and it automatically orders the chemicals that you need at the pool oh, wow. shop and you just come pick it up because I didn't take care of the pool. Yeah. Jeff had always taken care of the pool. and It's and it, just, so I mean, not because you asked, but because God has called them to do that. That's right. what makes me really feel like mm-hmm. without a God, like what motivation do we have to do those types of things, you know? Yeah. And that's just what's really kept my faith. Like, yes, it's been questionable, but never like, I've never, like, seriously doubted that God wasn't there or wasn't there for me. Yeah. And I think now more than ever, like, if we don't have the hope of eternity in Christ, like, it's really worthless. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I mean, why why would you do anything in this life? Like, you know, I mean, some people would question, like, well, you prayed and prayed and prayed for Jeff to get better. And I'm like, and it took me a minute. I was like, God, why did we do this for six weeks? Why did Mm -hmm. the kids get to go to the hospital and, you know, have to see all? all of that mess. And I mean, it was scary for them. Yeah. If he was going to die anyway, like we could have just done that week one and been over. And then, you know, I truly think that day on spring break that they had with him was a gift. Like he told them that he loved them and they told him, I mean, like that, that clear communication was there and they hadn't seen him in over a month. So I think all of that 
was the gift and was the purpose. And, you know, then I, th- I think, you know, God didn't answer our prayer the way we wanted it answered. Yeah. But the way he has, and I mean, I know personally of six people that have come to Christ through that story. Yeah. That's and, amazing. And, yeah. and, you know, two of them are school teachers at the kids' school. And I think of all of the lives that they now yeah. impact. And, you know, like Jeff Woodford would have done that a hundred times over to do that. Like what I've said, like, oh, if my husband can die, these people can accept Christ and be like, eh, like, (laughs) we'll figure out another way, you know? But, you know, that's not convenient for me, but I can't say that's not part of God's plan. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I've definitely done my, like, searching on God's plan versus my plan like our plan at the end of the day, we say, Oh, we love everyone. You know, like I want what God, like oftentimes we pray for God's will, but I'll say like, dear God, just do your will as long as it's in my will. (laughs) And then when it doesn't happen, we're like, what the heck God? And he's like, well, I I was going to do what I was going to do. And I think I struggled with that, but it's just accepting like God is still just as good Mm. in the times where he's blessed us so well than he is in the times when we feel betrayed because I wouldn't say like that my dad passing away was like a punishment from God at all. Like it's a tragedy and bad thing that happened and Satan uses that to make, to try to make us doubt God Mm -hmm. and use hate instead of love and like speak death instead of life. But God is able to do what Satan can't do and turn the bad into good. Yeah. And the way I've just seen that happen in so many ways, like my mom said, like people coming to know Christ and just, I mean, God has used his power through me to like talk to other people and inspire other people and like making me more mature spiritually. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's like I could talk about it forever. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's awesome. Thank you guys for sharing that. As we um, kind of have a few more questions for you guys, but we wanted to know um, just from y'all, what is your favorite memory of your husband, Misty, and your dad, Lexi Kate? I mean, I think for me, it's just the insistence upon adventure. Um, (laughs) I'm a very type A, you know, just do the normal thing kind of person. And early in our marriage, Jeff was like, Let's go to Vegas this weekend. Let's go, you know, and I would have just never been the person to do that. I think just continuing that legacy of having time with the kids yeah, and, you know, giving them memories that they can cherish. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's hard. I mean, like, if you knew my dad, there was a thousand things that, like, you could remember because he was just such a, like, an, an alive person, like, truly living and I think like those times where I would sit and like just have conversations and he always just like made me laugh it was just like I mean I used to think I was like more like my mom but like the spontaneous things like and even this like the stupid not stupid but like (laughs) the little thing is like after school he was like 
do you want to go get ice cream? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and But it's also those conversations that we would have in the car or, like, I don't know. It's just, like, <laughs> so special to me and just, like, talking about things and how we could so easily switch from, like, a hilarious conversation mm -hmm. to, like, a serious and, like, good conversation. Just the person that he was and, like, it's just, like, if I had to describe him as, like, an action, it would be, like, a hug. You know? <laughs> it was just, like, all the time I just felt constantly surrounded by... Sometimes it was tough love, but, like, yeah. just love and just that's something that I think, like, I got more of in 14 years than a whole lot of people get in their entire life. And, like, I was so blessed for that. Quite, Even opportunity. Quite a legacy. <laughs> Anyone who met Jeff just absolutely felt so loved by him and so welcomed by him, and he had such a beautiful, big personality. Um, I think people would know him better as the dude who sat at the kids' check-in desk with yes, the orange UT shirt. With the orange UT shirt. <laughs> the day after they lost. <laughs> oh, well, one last question um, for both of you. Missy, to that woman who's listening and she's lost, what do you want to say to her? Find people. I mean, A, I would hope you're already in a community of people. Like, uh, we're created for community. I, I could be the person that doesn't have a community because even though I do a lot of extroverted things, by nature I'm very introverted and internalize everything. But um, the crazy thing in all of this is, like, how many single widowed young women there are in this area. There are people around you that, um, you know, that was one of the biggest blessings in the early days. Um, I had several friends that were, you know, two years ahead on this journey. Like, okay, here's what you got to do. And like, I'm a private person with, you know, our business and our finances and just being like, okay, I do understand this, but nothing in my brain makes sense right now. So here's all my money and here's all my stuff just, you know, pay the bills and, you know, not being afraid. I mean, like you've kind of lost everything already, not being afraid to just let people handle those things for you because you're not in the mind space. You can be the smartest person in the world, but nothing in this phase makes sense. So connect to your community, let people help you and take moments for you. Like I, especially I think of the first six months wore myself out grieving for the kids and, you know, mm -hmm. making sure that everything in their life was perfect outside of this, that I didn't take the time to focus on myself and, you know, yeah. just come to a point of like, okay, I need a minute. I need a weekend away and let uh, my niece stays with the kids and, you know, I can go and just have some time to not do anything in particular, but do nothing and <laughs> um, realize that you need those times. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Lexi? Kate, what would you want to share with that teen out there um, who has lost or maybe facing that right now, losing a parent? I mean, I was thinking about this um, on the way here in like just the past like weeks when you like asked us to do this. It's just like there are a thousand things I could say because there are a thousand emotions <laughs> to be feeling. And it's for me, it's, I think it's funny because I like I feel like I need to give myself this advice too. But it's allowing yourself to feel all of your emotions and just taking the opportunity to go to God and just be like, 
I'm mad. Say all the words, even if they're not very nice words. <laughs> like, letting that go and just handing it over to God and just, like, in those moments, like, the, I feel like the more you talk to God and the more you invest his word, the more connected you become. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like I would start, I would feel those things. And, and then now I find myself, like, I hear, like, the voice, um, like, coming in. And it's like, oh, if God was real, this wouldn't have happened. But now I'm able to differentiate, differentiate like, that's Satan. That's not coming from God. Like, that's lies, and God is truth, and that's just two different things. And, like, another thing I would say is, especially like my mom said, like, your true friends will not judge you for your mess. And I feel like that goes for no matter how old you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, you know, it's like, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I've seen those people, like, oh, Lexi K, you know, she's been through a lot. I don't know if she can, you know, but, like, my friends are just like, it's okay, you know? Like, sometimes, like, I found myself canceling on them last minute just because I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard day. And those friends were like, Lexi Kate, why are you apologizing? And so just finding those people that invest in you, but more importantly, invest in the Lord, because Mm -hmm. my church friends have honestly been my best friends. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying don't go out and don't, don't go out and, like, find friends that, like, aren't Christians because we're called to expand our ministry. But those core friendships of just taking the time and if I didn't go to church, they would still talk to me about, like, what happened and just, like, listening with me and just, like, talking about it with me but also reminding me that God is still there. And just, like, the because I'm very afraid of feeling judged and weak, but honestly, like, having them, like, assure me and reassure me and just sitting there and being there for me is honestly what's made me feel like the most strong. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's really important to say is, you know, I hear Lexi and I both talking about how much the Lord is with us and building that relationship is there's going to be times to this that you are so mad, you can't talk to God. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I felt guilty about that at times, but, you know, I would honestly, I would get my Bible out and I would look at the words and it might as well have been written in a foreign language. And I would just be like, God, I know you're there, but I can't do it today. Yeah. And that's okay. Like God mm-hmm. is big enough for that. I think, you know, a lot of people don't know what to do when they're in their yeah. place that they can't connect to God and can't communicate with God. And they think something is wrong with them. And, yeah. uh, or that's not normal or they can't tell their pastor, you know, how's your quiet time? Well, there isn't one because I don't really yeah. have any desire to have a quiet <laughs> time right now. So, and there were a lot of days that I would just sit on the couch with my coffee and I would set my Bible just beside me and be like, I'm not doing it today. Yeah. I'm going to keep the habit of it being here, but I'm not doing it today. And I think that's okay. That's mm-hmm. why we need people battling for us in prayer. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Right. I Like, I agree with like what my mom like said on that one is, yeah, there's going to be times, like I was talking about that voice in our heads, and it's loud. <laughs> and sometimes it's even louder than God's if God, we even hear God's at all. But God says that, like, his plan surpasses all understanding. His peace surpasses all understanding. So it's like oftentimes when we are faced with something we can't understand, we get frustrated. And then we guilt ourselves for that frustration. And like like my mom said, like, there's going to be times where you're just like, I just don't get it. And when we don't get it, we doubt it, you know. But 
also, yeah, like, God is big enough to handle that. He knows we don't get it. (laughs) And he's not doing it to just, like, laugh in our faces. Mm -hmm. Like, he's doing it because he knows that he's going to bring us out of it. And one thing that um, Pastor Jeff Simmons at the Rolling Hills Franklin campus said was, uh, we, as Christians, we have no idea what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future. Amen. And mm-hmm. I've like lived by that and say it all the time now. And it's just like, sometimes it's gonna be like, I got no idea. Not really sure if I believe it, but God, I'm just gonna let you have it. Yeah. And just like, mom said, like keeping that into practice of just like, okay, God, I don't know, but here we go. Like, I can't do it today. And I've, I've said that a lot. Like, I just can't. But God gives us his strength like, through us to help us grow and building trust. And I mean, there's ups and downs. It's not like a incline. It's mm-hmm. a... <laughs> and I think that's hard for people to understand because your anticipation is like every day is going to be better than, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the day before. And it's it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. You, get, like that. you get jerked back on these days and you're like, what just happened? I thought that... Like yesterday, I could get out of bed and function, and today, what's going on? You know, and grief is just, it's very unpredictable. Well, thank you both. Um, You're both just lovely, and it takes incredible love for other people and a courage that comes from the Lord to be able to sit Mm -hmm. here and share your journey. Mm -hmm. Um, But like we said before, our prayer is that listeners out there, either it's encouraging to them, it helps them through their grief, It helps them to know that what they're experiencing is an okay experience, Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. the people who haven't experienced significant loss, I think you've said some things that will be very helpful for them as they walk alongside other people, because you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, and sometimes those come out wrong. And so you've shared some things that are are incredibly helpful. So um, for those who are listening, if you are facing grief, We would love to talk with you. So if you're a part of Rolling Hills or in the community, please reach out. We have counseling available. We have counseling partners. We have support groups. We have grief share. um, And we would just love to surround you and love on you and carry you through whatever you're walking through today. So um, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you that nothing is too big for you. Um, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are provider and healer and comforter. Lord, you carry us through the darkest valleys. And um, Lord, you know the depths of our hearts and the ins and outs of all of our grief and everything that's going on in our lives. And so we should never hesitate. Lord, we don't have to hesitate to bring our hurt and our hard emotions to you. Lord, we bring them to you because we know that you can do something about them. Lord, thank you for the way that you love us. Thank you for the way that you surround us with people who provide and carry us through, Lord. Um, that's just our one of our biggest resources as we're navigating grief. Lord, use the Woodford's journey in the lives of other people. We've already seen lives changed for you. And so I pray today that others are reminded of that hope that we have because of you, Lord, and, and only because of you. I pray that you continue to bring Misty and Lexi, Kate and Sam, an incredible amount of comfort. Lord, wrap your arms around them in such a real and present way. Lord, we we love you. um, And we're so grateful for the way that you love us. So Lord, we just continue to entrust our journeys to you. It's in your holy and wonderful name, Lord, that we pray. 
ladies, thank you for listening to As You Go. Thank you to Misty and Lexi Kate for being with us today. If you like what you're listening to, be sure to subscribe, hit that five-star button, and share with your friends. Have a great day. Thank you.